Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back to Maloney and Fourier. It's the MFers here. It's uh, 530. It's time now. We're going to bring in uh, Chris Mannix of the Harbor One Hotline for SI.com and NBC Sports Boston. You catch him pre and post over there with the Celtics game. Chris, how you doing, man? Lou and Christian here. What's going on, guys? There he is. What's yeah, up, Chris? Yeah, we're good, Chris. I think, you know, a lot of us watched this game last night. It was a disappointing loss to the Wizards. But we were more taken back by, you know, Ime Odoka after this game, you know, kind of calling out their practice habits and shoot-around, calling out a guy like Jaden Brown saying it's mind-boggling watching him the way he comes out here. So this style of Ime Odoka, is he trying to sort of break this team a little bit, like break their bad habits? And how do you think that's working? Well, it's not working well so far. Um, but... You know, this is a tactic that we haven't seen from a Celtics coach in quite some time. Brad Stevens, as we all know, kind of ruled with more of a passive fist, so to speak. He was not uh, big on calling players out. In fact, he would often sort of defend them. He would deflect and put a lot of it on him after games. And that tactic clearly worked. I mean, they were pretty successful for most of the Brad Stevens era uh, as a coach in Boston, Mimi Odoka is, you know, he came in saying he was going to be hard nosed. He was going to, you know, speak harshly at times to them. And that's exactly what it was. I just, I find it very hard to explain the energy level this early in the season. You can understand sloppiness. You can understand the low shooting percentage we've seen from some players. You can't understand the lack of effort, not five games into the season. You think about it, 40% of the games this team has played in, they have shown no effort whatsoever. Yeah. The Toronto game and the one we saw against Washington—that is, is is bizarre. Yeah. So I mean, so what is that about then? I, I know it's so it's 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 it can't be coaching because he's obviously aware of it and he's telling them and he's explaining it to them and he's calling them out publicly and I'm sure they hear it. So why no change? Why no sense of urgency? I don't know, um, honestly. And yeah, it's one of those things where. I'm very curious to see how this team responds on Saturday against Washington on Monday against Chicago. And if these words from Ime Udoka and frankly, some of the words from Al Horford and others uh, stick and resonate with this group of two days to practice, uh, to, to try to figure out what's going on with this team and, and see where they go from there. But this is, these are big warning signs guys that, that a team this early in the season is not playing with the type of energy you need to play with. And it, it manifests itself defensively. I mean, that's the big thing here. I mean, this, this team has the horses, I think, to be a top-five team defensively in the NBA. I mean, you look top to bottom, there are some very good defenders. Rob Williams, great shot blocker. Marcus Smart, 
elite perimeter defender. Jalen Brown, good defender. Josh Richardson, good defender. Al Horford, good defender. Yet, as we speak, they rank in the bottom third in the NBA in defensive efficiency. So that's what I'm looking for. If they're playing hard, they're a very good defensive team. If they're a very good defensive team, they're going to win a lot of games. Talking to Chris Mannix, and Chris, you know, and I feel like the team is just, whether it's Brad Stevens or Danny Angel over the years, has been somewhat coddled. And, you know, just talking about how the three trips and uh, four years to the Eastern Conference Finals, like they realize those aren't three championships, right? And losing an Eastern Conference Finals is an achievement, but you haven't arrived by doing that. And it seems like they almost treat him as, well, we've won three out of four championships. We're good. Yeah, they, they haven't obviously reached the mountaintop there. Uh, that being said, like, you know, we, we tend to make a lot of comparisons about last year's team and this team. I can't, I can't look at last year as being evidence of anything. Last year was such a dumpster fire. But league-wide, it was a mess. Like, with, with COVID issues, the shortened, uh, the tightened schedule, guys going in and out of the lineup, it was just – and there really weren't any trends, I think, that, that, will, that can carry over, that are carrying over – uh, into the season. And I, I honestly, I, I have been much more of a advocate for Brad Stevens, the head coach than anyone else. Like I, I, I was disappointed that Brad Stevens walked away because I think he's as good a in-game strategist as there is in the NBA. And I never really bought into the idea that maybe his voice was getting a little bit stale. Look what's going on in Miami right now. The Heat are playing the best defense of anybody in the NBA. And Eric Spolstra has basically been there since he was like a teenager. So I don't, I, I don't really buy that the Celtics were tuning him out. I just think that you know Brad wanted to go in a different direction. Yeah, because I was going to say that based on what Ime Udoka is dealing with right now, and how like you know passionate he is about kind of you know being you know you know forceful with his a, a different attitude, it makes me think that it was that the situation Brad was dealing with was actually worse than I first anticipated. Like for me, as far as like okay, as far as the tuning out part, because to me, like it's like. So, because that's all Ime Udoka is talking about is changing habits, habits that were established under Brad's watch. Yeah, but I mean, I, I guess, but you know, in the full seasons they played, you know, excluding the last two that were just disrupted by by COVID, like they were a great defensive team. Like under Brad Stevens, they ranked in the top five or top six defensively almost every year, I think, or most of the years that he was there. I mean, and they also didn't have great defenders all the time. I mean, Isaiah Thomas wasn't a great defender. Kyrie Irving wasn't a great defender. Hell, Ennis Cantor was getting a lot of minutes in one of those teams a couple of years ago. He doesn't defend at all. So like, I, I just, I, you know, I, I don't know that, that, that they had these bad habits. Everybody keeps pointing to that Ime Udoka is coming in to, to, to kind of break up. I, 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 I think Brad Stevens did a much better job than I think a lot of people give him credit for. All right, we're talking to Chris Mannix. And Chris, I'm just uh, Jalen Brown. Okay, so the third game of the year, he, he talked in the offseason about how he's excited to be healthy, that he wasn't himself, that his knee was bothering him all year long. Third game of the year, he misses a game because of his knee. And I don't know if it impacted his game last night. I have no idea. But where are you concern wise when it comes to Jalen Brown? Are we, is this a Kemba Walker thing? Is he not playing back to back nights? What, what, I thought the knee was fine. Yeah, I'm concerned with the effort. Um, not yet concerned with the knee, but it's one of those, like, let's keep an eye on it and see where it goes kind of from here. Um, but the effort, to me, is the biggest issue. I mean, you can kind of forgive the clunker against Toronto in a way because, you know, 10 days on the sidelines, he comes out, plays 46 minutes against the Knicks. You can sort of understand a letdown. But an important game like they had against Charlotte where – 
what he played, 30, 35 minutes, like 75% of his minutes, he, he was just kind of like a stuck, stuck in the mud out there. And, and that's a problem. Like you get, when, when Ime Udoka and others are questioning the effort level of this team, they're not talking about Marcus Smart, who brings effort pretty much every possession. Sometimes it's erratic, but he brings effort. They weren't talking about Al Horford last night because Al Horford had like 16 and 11 or whatever his final numbers were mm-hmm. with that team. They're talking about Tatum and Brown. Yeah. Like they're talking about those two guys. And, you know, they've, they've got to be the leaders. They, they can't have off nights effort-wise. And we've seen a couple of those types of nights from both those guys early in the season. Yeah, you know, you mentioned Enos Cantor. I'm curious to know if you've, uh, if you've heard or, or realized or saw any, you know, backlash with what he's been saying publicly you know, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, you know, other players or, you know, you name it. You've heard, have you seen anything or heard anything about any backlash from what he's been saying about even like, no. you know, statements on China regarding Nike, LeBron James calling out players? No backlash, but the question becomes like, is if, and look, look this is going to keep going. For what, what I was told, he has basically commissioned this exiled Chinese cartoonist to do new drawings or whatever it is on his sneakers every single game. So he's not playing a lot, so it's not getting a lot of visibility, but that's, this is going to be a thing for him all season long where it might become a distraction is if, and when other players are asked about his stand, like right now to this point, nobody's getting asked about what Enos Cantor is doing, but invariably, whether it's from a mainstream reporter or some kind of conservative outlet, players will get asked, about this, and then you know, it gets a little bit sticky, a little bit uncomfortable for guys who don't really want to comment on this particular issue. But you know, he's decided he's going to do this. Um, he's passionate, obviously, about about this cause. He's a passionate guy when it comes to activism in general. So I I, I applaud him for that. Um, I'm just waiting to see what happens when teammates or other players are asked about the things that he's doing. All right, we're talking to Chris Mannix. Chris, Jason Tatum, um, I don't know where you, you know, a lot of talk about what he's going to do and take his game to the next level. I know he had eight assists the other night. I know Ime Adoka spoke about this team saying he doesn't want him complaining, or people on his team complaining to referees, but how would you look at Jason Tatum five games into it? Because the complaints are still there with the referees, and the play is inconsistent. Yeah, yeah he's got to leave the referees alone. Like, that's, that's a big part of all this. And, look, you know, James Harden right now is struggling with adapting to the new NBA rules. That's not what's happening with Tatum. Like, Tatum's complaining about fouls that aren't there. Like, you know, yeah. he, he's not getting fouled on these plays. And, look, it's one thing if you get, you know, clobbered and the referee misses it. Then I, I can understand. You know, you feel justified. But he knows when he's getting fouled and when he's not. He knows what NBA contact looks and feels like. And, I, and I, it, you know, whenever I talk to referees or – people in the league that work with the referees, the one thing they constantly say is that that doesn't work, right? Like complaining that often doesn't work. It's not going to get you more calls if you constantly complain about non-calls, especially when the referees, who, by the way, go into the lock, their locker room at halftime and review questionable calls and review the tape after the game. They know what a right call is. They know what the wrong call is. You don't want to get a reputation as being the guy that complains about everything, even the calls that the referees ultimately get right. I'm curious to see if Ime Udoka practiced some tough love there. Remember the preseason when Grant Williams did this and Udoka yanked him out of a preseason game. Now, it's one thing to to yank Grant Williams. It's another thing to to yank Jason Tatum. But I don't think Tatum's doing himself any favors by complaining this often to the officials. He's got to stay focused on drawing even more contact. I mean, he's averaging 
about five free throw attempts this season. That's right in line with what he averaged last year. In the playoffs against Brooklyn, he attempted about 10 free throws a game. That's a number he needs to get to. Great players get to the free throw line, double digits or close to it, every single game to get easy buckets that way. That's the next step, I think, in Tatum's offensive development. All right, Chris, last one for me. Five games into it. What's your biggest concern with this basketball team? Defense. I'd still def- I mean, I, I, I'm worried personnel-wise that offensively they don't have enough firepower. I think they need a consistent and efficient third scoring option. Maybe Dennis Schroeder becomes that guy. I've been impressed with what he's brought uh, early in the season. But you can't be this bad defensively. They've given up 115 points or more in four of these five games. 115 points, by the way, in the regulation periods of these games, not including the overtime one. So they're doing it through four quarters. That's got to be better. You're, you're not going to win a lot of games if you're playing that type of defense. That's first and foremost with cleaning up. All right, it's Chris Mannix from SI.com and NBC Sports Boston. You can catch him uh, pre and post with the Boston Celtics. Chris, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Anytime, guys. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 